Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Hey everybody, it's Melissa here and just doing a quick announcement that Marianne and I have decided that after over 50 episodes, we are going to take a break until after the first of the new year. We wish everybody to have a happy and safe holiday season and we look forward to bringing more stories to you in the beginning of the new year. Well, hello everybody. We have for you another episode of When Go Speak with Marianne Winkowski. This one's going to be a rather interesting one. And I'm wondering, because I'm watching you as we're recording this, like how much of a straight face is this one going to be? Because I know you tend to stay on the good girl side of things sometimes. Which I attempted. I attempted to stay on the good side of this too. Right. (laughs) This is going to be fun. We'll see. (laughs) So what do you have for us? (laughs) Okay. A man left a message. Hi, Marianne. My name is Dan. Will you please call me? I have a problem. Maybe. And I think it's with my wife. I called Dan and this is his story. Dan and his wife, Cammie, had been married five years. They wanted a couple of years before they had kids. And then they finally did, 18 months ago, they had a baby, a little girl named Morgan. Cammie's next birthday is coming up, and she was turning 30. When she was about eight months pregnant, her best girlfriends called and told her that six of them and her, they were taking her to the male dancers for her 30th birthday. Needless to say, I think most of you know the performance that the male dancers put up but again 30 you know her 30th birthday cammy said okay she said the baby would probably be about four weeks old and she had no doubt that her husband and her mother could take care of the baby and she wasn't drinking because she was nursing and she thought but i'll still have a good time and i'll get out of the house so when she got home, she went and she has told Dan, she told me she had a great time. It was really a lot of fun. The guys were really good looking and they could really dance well. And she she had a good time. When Cammie was about, uh, she went in for her six-week checkup with her OB and she said everything was great she could resume all of her normal activities. This, of course, made me happy, Dan said, because I wanted to resume everything. And about 10 days later, after supper, we were watching TV, and I asked her if she felt like some adult fun. And Morgan was sleeping, and the doctor did tell her that everything was good, and Cammy told me she didn't feel like it. Not yet. Morgan was still getting up three or four times a night to to eat, and she was really tired. And 
I told her, fine, no problem. Uh, you know, I'm understanding. Uh, that's fine. About two weeks later, Dan said, I brought it up again. And Cammie said, uh, you know, I want to wait. I have about 10 pounds of baby weight to lose. And I'm just not comfortable the way I look. Dan said, I told her, you're beautiful, and a few pounds was not a problem. But she said, no. She would start working out more. I said, okay. Eight months later, and Cammie's acting normal, back to work. She looked good to me. And I, apparently she lost the weight she thought she needed to lose. But she kept putting me off. She didn't want anything to do with me. She had one excuse after another. Morgan's first year birthday came up, and we were at the point of not sleeping together now. She was sleeping in the guest room. I, I don't, I, and I brought it up. I said, maybe you need to see your doctor. Is there something wrong, or do you want to go to marriage counseling? He said, I would be open to that. And she said, no, we're fine. You know, sex isn't everything. And I said, no, not everything. But once in a while, it would be nice. We're young and healthy, and it is part of married life. She said she would think about it. Here we are, 18 months later, nothing. We kiss, we make out, we cuddle, and go no farther. That is it. She gets up and goes to the guest room. Her moods are up, the same happy, content, joking like her old self, except for sex. I started wondering if she was having an affair. I don't know when she would find the time, but I figured what else could it be? So I finally asked her. And she just stared at me, and she got weepy and said, not exactly. I says, what does that mean, not exactly? She said, ah. I, I, first of all, she said, I'm not crazy. And I said, of course you're not crazy, but what's going on? Cammy said, I don't understand. It's like a it's like fantasy sex, but it's so real. No, actually, I think it is real. I just stared at her. I asked, are you doing this to yourself? She said, absolutely not. It's the whole act with someone I can't see or hear, just feel. And she said, it's thrilling and it's very satisfying and it fulfills all my needs. I asked, what about me? And she didn't say anything. I told her I wanted her to see a psychiatrist to figure this out. She said, no. He said, a priest? She said, absolutely not. I finally told my mother about this. She's up on all things. My mother is really a, a, a now person. She's in her early 50s. I don't know how my mother does everything she does, but I told my mother about this. And she wanted me... She listened to me and said, call Mary Ann. She told me who you are. She said, I bet there's a ghost in the house. Now I thought my mother was crazy, but she told me what you do. And he said, 
Marianne, is this the problem? While I was talking to him, and while Dan was telling me all this, there was an earthbound male ghost, 30-ish, listening to everything that Dan was saying. He would smile. He would make faces. He would pretend he was patting himself on the back. He was air pumping with his fist in the air. I, I, I mean, he was so full of himself. And I, I have to admit, he was not bad looking. He was sort of a cross between George Harrison, the Beatle, and Yanni. He sort of looked like the two of them together. Not bad. I said, yes, Dan, there is definitely a guy in the house that could be the problem. However, I would have to be in the same room with Cammy. Do you think she'll meet with me? He said, I'll talk to her tonight. Dan called me up and we set an appointment and I went to their house. Dan and Cammy and I sat down. The baby was at grandma's house. And we were sitting at the dining room table and started talking. First, Cammy asked, has this happened to anyone else or am I the only one? I said, no, no. I says, this actually does happen and you are not the only one. And I told her, there is this young man here who is fulfilling your wishes. I said, and... He's very proud of that fact. And I told her what he looked like. And I said his appropriate name for the kind of earthbound spirit he is, is an incubus. And she said, okay. She said, exactly what is that? And I said, it's a male entity and it's capable of having sexual intercourse with a person in one of three ways. First, by remaining invisible, which your person has done, by entering a dream, I said, in my opinion, that is not true because earthbound spirits can't get in dreams. But being that you almost call this a fantasy, maybe that could be interpreted as a dream. She said, all right. And I said, or by assuming a human form for a short period of time. And again, personally, I have never seen one of these people take on a human form. And Cammy said, I'm not crazy then. Dan looked at me and he said, oh, my God, this whole thing is crazy. I can't believe this. And Cammy said, sort of like a fantasy or a dream that's the way i would describe it but yet it was real it was so real she said and it was like he anticipated all of my desires and i asked at that point i asked dan to leave the room i said i just want to talk to cammy i said and please don't listen go go lock yourself up someplace in another room he said all right i said cammy I said, do you love Dan? Do you want to stay married? And she said, yes, of course I do. And I said, you and Dan want more children, correct? She said, yeah, at least one more. 
And I said, you know, you're not going to get it from your boyfriend here. That's not going to happen. And she said, well, no, of course not. And the whole time, her boyfriend, quote, unquote, was just, he would not talk to me at all. I could see, I mean, he was standing right there. He was actually standing next to her with his hands on her shoulders. That's how close he was. I said, you know, I, I understand that you don't want to give him up. Your husband is not, your Dan is not going to put up with this forever. I says, how often is this fantasy going on? She said, about two or three times a week. I said, okay. And then she said, but then there'll be a week or two where I don't feel it at all. And she said, I've actually tried to call him or think about it, but that doesn't work. And I said, no, you really can't call them when you want them. I says, they either are there or they are not. And I said, you know, Morgan is only 18 months old. I says, if he sticks around for a long time, I says, do you really want him around her? She said, of course not. She says, oh, my God, you don't think he's a child pedophile or something? I said, no, 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 no. I says, but still, you don't want a 30-ish man that is obviously into sex around a six, seven, eight-year-old little girl either. And she said, no, no. And I says, you know what? I said, do you want him to go? And she just stared at me. And I said, I will tell you this. I said, I'm pretty sure after 18 months of this, Dan isn't going to put up with it for much longer. I said, he wants you back as his wife in all aspects. He wants, and I know he wants at least one more child. And I says, and I really believe he'll divorce you. And if he has to give a reason Someone is going to think you're crazy, and I bet he gets Morgan. Who's going to leave a child with a woman that is having sex with a ghost? And she just stared at me, and she said, no, no, you're right. You're absolutely correct. She said, no, he has to go. And you should have seen the ghost's face when she said that. He was like, just for a second, his face sort of got sad, and then he just popped right back. And Dan said, thank goodness, when I recalled him back in the room, he says, I've been trying to figure out how do I fight somebody I can't see. And I said, exactly. I said, you can't. So I did let him go, but he did not go to the light. He said that he has his eye at another girl that he is sure will keep him forever. And that his ego was unbelievable, unbelievable. They did go to counseling, and I believe they also saw a sex therapist. Apparently, she had learned some things that she wanted Dan to know about. And so I talked to her about four years later, and they had a second child, another girl, and she was pregnant at the time. They were hoping this one was a boy. 
Now, over the years, I have run across this maybe once every three years, twice at the most. But seriously, not that much with women. Most of the women, oh no, all of the women wanted their ghost to leave them alone and go. When this happens to a man, the entity is called a succubus. Same definition as an incubus. However, I, I have to laugh because when I give all this information to the man that this woman ghost is attached to, half of them want to keep their ghost. They don't want her to go. And yes, most of them that were not married. Most of the ones that were married wanted her to go. Of course, that may have something to do with the wife sitting right there, but they didn't want to keep him. I never got the name of the incubus. He was 35 and he died and he followed her home from the male dancers. And he did say he found a new person and he said he was going to leave anyway because she was starting to bore him. See how it was going to be his idea now, not hers. And I thought, no, I don't think so. He had one heck of an ego, that's for sure. And I don't know if he is still doing his thing. I have no idea. But again, this does happen. And it's scary to a lot of people when it does, the only good thing that I can see out of this whole thing is that you cannot call one of these entities into your life. They have to show up on their own. So what do you think about that? I think it's tamer than what you said. So I think we're safe putting it okay. out. <laughs> um. I, yeah, like I said, when Dan wasn't in the room, she got very descriptive. I was like more explicit in yes, what you yeah. learned. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh-huh. And like I said, that in this kind of the venue, I don't think that's needed. I mean, the, no, this got across. To be the, the fly in the wall, like during their, their counseling and therapy, like how open was Stan then to try all these new things that she learned in a way from a whole different lover that was not him, you know, like. This guy, yeah, but I think Dan was really, really trying to get her back a hundred percent. And I think at this point, after 18 months, he was willing to try anything. The person that I sent them to for counseling I have done work for before. So I told them, if you're going to go to marriage counselor, see this one, because she won't look at you like you are crazy. She will know that this has really happened. I personally don't know a sex therapist that I've ever done work for that I know of. So mm -hmm. I don't know who they found for that. Maybe they, I, I don't know. Maybe they said something like, well, I saw this picture in a book and we try this. I don't know. Right. I mean, there's ways to get around it. You don't have to be, you're not lying. You're just omitting. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving out certain parts. That's right. 
That's right. right. That's right. Um, well, <laughs> this was unique. I don't think we've gotten on this side of your adventures before. Mm-mm. At least on recorded evidence. <laughs> no, no, I've never even talked about this at an event. I, there, oh no, there was no way I could do that. <laughs> so, I, I would have a hard time keeping a straight face in front of everybody in the back of the room uh, <laughs> for you. Because um, when we've kind of gotten close to some of these topics, uh, when we were doing the Wednesday lives, like I just loved <laughs> the embarrassment on your face with it. I'm like, this is hilarious. I love it. Well, I never know which way somebody's going to jump on something, what they're going to say. And I don't want to be put in the middle of something that I can't answer or don't want to answer. (laughs) Again, this is my question like before. It's just amazing what total strangers tell me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, you know, you're kind of one of the only ones out there you know, publicly putting it out and helping people with it. So they, they are going to have to come to you. Otherwise they get no help. And obviously, you know, the husband was the one wanting the help. I don't think she ever would have came to you about it. No, I don't think so either. I mean, and in all honesty, I don't think he was ready to give her up yet. But, but I'm sure the older she got, because that was her 30th birthday. He looked to be 33, 34, 35. I'm sure at some point he would have gone back to that club and found somebody that was really hot and decided to go home with her. So, you know, of course, Cammie's really cute, but still, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can catch new episodes of When Go Speak anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. Please uh, rate and review. It really does help. We'll see you for the next episode. Thanks for tuning into When Go Speak. Remember, no part of the podcast can be used, shared, or rebroadcast without the written consent of Marianne Winkowski and Melissa Wiles. Join us again soon. Goodbye.